This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. And here we are at the start of another new year. So are you doing the big life review? Are you thinking about what you'd like to accomplish in the future? I'm never one to make a resolution. I just feel that sort of sets you up for failure. Let's just think about bringing in new things we can do to help us live our healthiest and our happiest. And one of the topics that's really at the heart of this show, no matter what we're talking about, what's at the bottom of it all is our connection to the divine. So recently, in Westchester Magazine, there was an article about a young dad who happens to be a pastor of a new church in Westchester, a new-ish church. It's called Awaken Westchester. And I thought it might be a good idea to start the new year by talking about one of Pastor David Stradling's ideas. Pastor Dave is a super casual, down-to-earth guy, doesn't even want to be called pastor. You can just call him Dave. And when I reached out to him and said, would you like to do a radio show? And if so, if you want to come on the Health and Happiness Show, what would you like to talk about? He wrote back right away and said, this would be a good place to start. The idea that the divine is for you. The idea that the divine is for you. And that really got my attention. And so, Dave, tell us more. Yeah, I think a lot of times I'll meet people and... You know how it is. A lot of us, we carry things around with us that we are ashamed of, things from our past that uh, we wish weren't a part of us. And whenever we start thinking about our connection with the divine, there's there's often this sense of guilt. Am I worthy? Uh, am I good enough? I mean, I'll have people who tell me, you know what, I can't come to church. I can't even step foot in the building because if I do, the building would burn down. So I think there's there's a lot of guilt when it comes to religion, when it comes to our relationship with the divine. And I think in order to build a strong connection, I mean, that's what we're talking about as we begin a new year. How do we build a strong connection with the divine? It has to start with a place of believing that regardless of where we find ourselves, regardless of where we've been, the divine desires that connection with us even more than we do. Right. Oftentimes we think, oh, is there anything I can do? Are there certain steps that I can take in order to bolster that relationship or that connection? But I think even that spark itself is from the divine whispering in our ear, hey, there's something more going on here. There's something, uh, there's a deeper place that I want you to journey to. And I think if we start with that belief that the divine is for us, uh, always walking with us and desiring that connection, I think that hopefully will help alleviate some of that guilt and shame that we carry with us. Mm, all right. The divine is for us and walking with us. Here's a question. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know? Well, I, I think, well, first it's that if you feel that spark within you, I think that is a sign that there's something more going on here. Right? There's something deeper that we are tapping into. But I think any time that we feel a longing for something more, that's a sign that 
there is a divine spirit that's present with us that is pulling us into uh, some other future that we can we can feel it within us. We might not be able to see it, might not be materialized yet, but we can sort of feel it with us. But then I think the other the other thing is the fact that we're here. I mean, it's amazing that any of us are even here. You could say it's a miracle that life exists, that we're breathing. And for me, it's always been about well, this life we've been given is a gift. And where's that gift? Where, where does it come from? To me, the way in which I explain it is it's a gift from the divine. There, there's something that has birthed life, and the fact that I'm here, that I'm being able to, you know, we can have this conversation right now, that I can go and I can spend some time with my kids this afternoon, I can go uh, grab a drink, grab dinner with a friend. I mean, all of it is a gift, and I think we just sort of blow past that. You know, we take life for granted so easily, and if we just stop and remind ourselves this is all a gift it could go away tomorrow to me that is how i come to understand the divine presence always with me gifting me the next breath that i take tell me about this spark you said when you feel the spark what does that spark feel like uh, that spark can feel <laughs> so many different ways uh, you can feel it i think uh for me, the way I felt it is, so I started a church about 10 years ago, and that was birthed out of a longing I had within me. Uh, I felt like some expressions of spirituality weren't working for people, uh, wasn't working even for myself, so I wanted to go and I wanted to start something. To me, that was divine-initiated, right? That was a spark that I was feeling within me for more than what I was experiencing. So I think if there's any excitement, if there's some fire that you have within you, that is the spark. Uh, think about, let's go to a big topic of forgiveness. I think uh, forgiveness is really difficult for a lot of us. Uh, you know, we all struggle with forgiveness, especially when a great harm has been done to us. But what I've come to see is within me, even if I'm harboring any resentment, bitterness towards anyone. I'll go for a walk. I'll go by myself. I'll spend some time in silence. And it's as if my heart begins to melt a little bit. It's as if that, that hardness that I'm holding within me begins to melt away, and there's something within me that's telling me there's a better way to live. To me, that's another sign of that spark, of the Divine Spirit leading me into a future that's different than where I currently find myself, but leading me into a future that's, that's better, that's lighter, that's more uh, filled with joy, the pain that unforgiveness can uh, cause, and we harbor all that within our hearts. We're talking to David Stradling. We can just call him Dave. We don't have to call him <laughs> Pastor. How come we can feel that, that spark, that connection, that softening. We can feel all those things for a long time. And then how can how come we lose it? <laughs> yeah, that's the mystery of life. Uh, that's how life works, unfortunately. There's moments when we're on top of the world. Everything is going the way in which we expect it to go, the way in which we plan for it to go. And then the very next day, it's as if the rug just gets pulled out from under you. And so everything that you've built, everything that you've been working towards, all the things that you've been feeling, well, now that's all come crashing down. And I think that's the journey of life, where 
We have our mountain experiences, then we have our valley experiences. And I think in those valley experiences, it can be difficult to hold on to that spark, uh, to trust that that spark is even there, to trust that um, the divine is with us in those moments. And I think those valley periods of life, that's where we really deepen. We, We have the potential to deepen in our connection with the divine. But I think in those moments, it takes being very, very intentional uh, because uh, there's a common phrase, whenever we experience some form of suffering or something that doesn't go our way, we can become more bitter or we can become better. I think it's easy to drift into that, that road of bitterness, but I think becoming better through our experiences takes a lot of intention. And sometimes, honestly, we just don't want to put that effort into it. We just want to let our hearts drift however they feel like drifting because it just feels like we'll never get back to where we were before when we were feeling that spark or uh, how it felt to have everything go the way in which we had expected. (gasps) Letting our hearts drift, that is a great concept, or I shouldn't say that. That is a new thought for me, that we allow Mm. our hearts to drift instead of being... Uh, would disciplined be the right word? I would say discipline. I think sometimes discipline can be sort of a dirty word. Uh, I, I think spirituality, it, it does take discipline. It takes, I like the word intention. Mm. Uh, so one of the things that we're really, really big at at the church is community, because you can't, I don't think you can strengthen your relationship with the divine without having some sort of community. Uh, there needs to be other people that are journeying with you, that are walking with you. You do it by yourself, like that's important, but I think it's also important to have other people who can help keep you grounded in those valley moments. If you have other people that you can rely on, people who are there with you, checking in, praying for you, bringing a meal. So I, I would say intention is really, really important. Uh, discipline sometimes can make it feel like a chore, mm-hmm. and I think spirituality, it's meant to bring joy. Uh, there, there's some pain that, that's involved, especially as we process through the difficult uh, moments that we've experienced. Yeah, sure, it's there. But the path that we're being led down, the Spirit is leading us down, I, I believe, is a path of joy. And so it doesn't so much become this endless slog of things you have to do. I mean, that's why people leave church. That's why people walk out of Uh, any form of religion that that they've been a part of, because it feels like from the top down there's this pressure to perform, to do, to achieve. But I think at the heart of spirituality and how we connect with the Spirit is it has to come from a place of joy, a place of desire. Right. We have not yet said the word God. Yeah. Should we? You know, if you read through the Bible, there are many different ways in which God is described. And so I think you have to use a word that works for you. God is the culturally acceptable word. Uh, Divine, I believe, works just as well. Uh, Sometimes words like God can have a lot of baggage attached to them, and so sometimes we have to let that word go, and we need to pick up a new word, pick up a new term. I mean, God is just this human-constructed term that we've created. So if it doesn't work, you let it go and you pick up something else that does work for you. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we talk about the ineffable? How do we talk about 
that which is beyond our understanding, that which transcends us but is also with us. God has worked for a lot of people, but I've also seen that it doesn't work for people. And so they need new vocabulary. Uh, What do you think Spirit would think of your church? (laughs) I would like to think that uh, Spirit would be smiling down on what we've created. I mentioned a community is a huge part of what we do. Uh, That's been the foundation for Awaken from the beginning. I I believe that's how we experience uh, the Spirit. I believe that's how uh, we're intended to live uh, through this life. I'd like to think that there's just this big, buoyant smile uh, looking down on, on what we're doing, the way in which we're showing love for each other. I mean, you walk into that room, into that building on a Sunday morning, and you can just feel the love that each person has for one another. And I think that's what it needs to be centered on, love and grace and how do we experience joy? How do we process pain? And so we try to do that as best we can. And I'd like to think that there's just this big smile in thinking about Awaken. Awaken Westchester, where is it? So we meet at a movie theater uh, called Look Cinemas in Dobbs Ferry, uh, right off the Sawmill Parkway. Mm-hmm. Familiar with it. So so now, please, talk to the people who are introverts and don't <laughs> want to uh, <laughs> fellowship with a great big group of people. It's, you know, for some, that could be very off-putting. Uh, of course. <laughs> are they welcome as well? Of course. Everyone is welcome. I and mean, that's the thing. We've had people, we're actually, we are a very small congregation, so it's not a huge crowd of people. Uh, you'll have people that will walk in. And we've had people walk out right away because it's not for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of any church, any religious organization, is that there's different forms for everyone, uh, whatever you need. Uh, there are plenty of people who come on a Sunday morning. They'll come in uh, when we're doing music, worship in the beginning. They'll sit, they'll listen, and then they'll, they'll trickle out afterwards. They don't stay and uh, connect with, uh, with everyone as much as other people do. So I think you have to find what works for you, and if you are introverted, that's great. There's a seat for you in the theater, uh, in the church as well. Uh, Dave, what? this is a crazy question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Yeah, go for it. What is your uh, spiritual hygiene practice? Like, how, what do you do every day to keep yourself aligned? <laughs> I think every day looks a little bit different. I have young kids right now, so that always... I like to wake up in the morning and try to greet the morning with silence as much as I possibly can. Uh, that doesn't always work, especially around Christmas time when uh, I have a five-year-old who wakes up at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, but I try to find some time during the day when I can just sit in silence, I can just listen, I can uh, be attentive to what I'm carrying around with me. I mean, that's huge for me. Uh, journaling is a way in which I do this as well. I just listen, okay, what, what, what's, uh, what do I have? What am I walking around with? Is there any of that uh, unforgiveness? Is there any anxiety? Is there anything that is uh, stealing my peace or taking away joy? For me, it's all about awareness. Uh, so if I can just sit in the silence and be aware of what's happening, be aware of where I'm feeling that spark, that is definitely, I would say, the number one thing that I do to keep myself aligned. I'll go for a walk by myself in the woods, being out in nature, 
being active, moving around a bit is extremely helpful. And then uh, different times throughout the week, I'll open up my Bible, I'll read a bit. Uh, I like exploring uh, the history of what's going on in the, the Scripture that I'm reading. Uh, to me, that really helps bring things more alive. So there's a, a sacred reading that I'll do, um, and then making sure that I spend time in silence each day. So divine is for you. Divine is seeking you out. You can grow the connection uh, with silence and with intention. And is there anything that can cut you off? Does the spirit ever say, oh, you crossed a line. You're done. You're off the list. No, I, I don't think it comes from that direction. I think that cutting off comes from us, whether it's what we believe about ourselves, mm -hmm. what we believe about the Spirit, uh, or even the ways in which we're living. You know, for me, what I've really been intentional about, probably over the past year, even more so than before, is doing less. So saying no more. I think, especially here in Westchester, uh, it's probably true all around the country, but what I've seen is that we are just constantly moving. There's just so much action we're cramming as much as we possibly can into our schedules. There's no space in our lives for the Spirit. When we're moving from one event, you know, one meeting to the next, filling our calendar, there's no space in our lives to actually feel that spark or to listen to that spark. So for me, I, what I found is when I cut myself off from the Spirit, it's because I'm typically doing way too much, and I'm not moving slow enough to be paying attention to what's happening around me and how I'm actually being invited to live, how the Spirit is leading me in my, in my life. All righty. So, so how does the Spirit want us to live? I would say with intention. I would say with peace in community with other people, uh, extending grace to ourselves, being really, really good at forgiving ourselves, uh, forgiving others, uh, joy. I think joy is a huge thing that is, it's not talked about enough in church. We talk about it around Christmas time, but the life of the Spirit is a life of joy. Uh, how do we cultivate that joy in our lives? And I think uh, moving at a pace that isn't light speed uh, moving that there's so much going on in the world there, there's so many different amazing things amazing people uh, to have conversations with to listen to amazing things that are happening right in front of our eyes but we're moving so fast typically that we miss what's right there in front of us uh, we're, we're always on to the next thing you know i'm playing with my kids and i'm thinking about okay this meeting i have to have or uh, a sermon that I'm putting together, or there's pressure for me to return someone's phone call or get into my email to see what's going on. And so I'm there, but I'm not present. I, I would say that the Spirit desires for us to live in the moment that we're experiencing and not somewhere else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'll say this about church churches, services, it's always surprised me that people aren't more joyful in church. Like, if you're just <laughs> listening, right? If you're just yep. listening to the yep. message, everybody should be 
super happy. <laughs> you know about I'd like to think so. Yeah. Like that was always a big disconnect for me. Like if yep. I if I was gonna go to anybody's church, I I'd have to feel that somebody there was happy. Yes. Oh, this is good yes. news. We're talking good news. Exactly. All right. All right. So um, I've, I've so enjoyed uh, this time, and, and you're very, very generous with all of your thoughts today. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know this morning? I think one final thing, and I had, when we were conversing through email, I had mentioned this. I think gratitude is really important also uh, for building that connection with the Spirit. I think being grateful for what we have. And that changes our perspective on things. So I'll often tell the congregation, spend a few minutes in the morning, spend a few minutes at night or throughout the day, just jot down, keep a journal with you, keep it on your phone, whatever you need to do. But what are the things that you're grateful for every day that you experience? Because I found that when I do that, when other people do that, it changes our perspective and it opens our hearts to actually receive even more of the goodness that we'll often miss when our hearts aren't open to gratitude. So that's, I think that's the final thing I would say is find ways to be grateful as we begin this new year. Well, I am grateful for you and your time. Well, thank you. Thank you. How do people find out more and reach you and your church? Our, our website is awakenwestchester.com. Uh, so you can find information there about services, where we're located, what we have coming up. And then also we have an Instagram page, Awaken Westchester Church, uh, and you can find out more info there as well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. So that's Dave, Pastor Dave Stradling from the Awaken Westchester Church in Dobbs Ferry. And every day, every moment, every new breath is a new opportunity to begin again. And as we head into this new time, I agree with Dave, take gratitude with you and turn gratitude all the way up to 11. That's a marvelous tool. And consider too, that the beauty and divinity of the universe is for you. It's on your side. And your connection to all that is can never be broken. And maybe make a list of the healthy things or the happy things you want to do in the new year. You know we weren't going to get through this show without me telling you to make a list. It's like my favorite thing to do. Make a list. Put it where you can see it. Bathroom mirror, refrigerator, sticky notes on your computer. And remind yourself of the things that are calling to your heart. Use this holiday time as an excuse to renew and refresh and reconnect. I'm very grateful that the calendar gives us excuses to look back, to look forward, and most importantly, to look inside. So I have been creating this particular uh, Shine On podcast under the gaze of intern Miranda Santos, who has been in the studio with me. And I said, Miranda, we usually close Shine On the Health and Happiness show with a quote. And I asked her if she had a favorite or a song lyric or a piece of scripture. And what did you come up with? Jeremiah 29 11. Jeremiah 29 11. Come up here to the microphone and share those words for us. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's Miranda Santos with Jeremiah 29 11. Miranda Santos, a junior at University of Albany, studying journalism. Remember that name. Happy New Year. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show. 
with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Music